Okay, Dan, give me all of your pitches for your movie ideas. I want to hear them. Let's go. So first, there's going to be a guy, right? The guy, he has a dog. And that dog dies. Boring. Okay. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Next. Not, we, we don't have a guy anymore. It's a child. And the child is growing up. It's kind of a coming of age story. And then he gets okay. into the woods and he finds a secret gun. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, I thought you were going to make the kid die, but this is a little better. And he walks away from it because he is a good boy. End of movie. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Jared. With me, as always, is Dan. What's up, dude? What's up, bruh? We review independent films here. I'm not Dan anymore. I'm Frocto. Uh... <laughs> Frocto the Magnificent? Uh, you dress me by Frocto. Here's my business card. It's on the back of a sponge. Hell yeah. Do you ever clean? What is that? <laughs> you do have some sponges growing off of you. Okay, Dan. Yes. We review independent films here. That is what we do. We saw Shellfish. Shellfish. Don't be shellfish. Yeah, that's the joke. Thanks. Thanks for explaining the movie. This movie's about a selfish person. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I would love for you to tell the audience what this film is about. This film is a love letter to people who love films, have been to film school, or have not been to film school. Like, okay, so first of all, there's different levels of enjoyment of this film. <laughs> if you've been to film school, you get a lot of the jokes. If you haven't been to the film school, it's still fucking funny, and it's still relatable. Mm -hmm. Like, this film is for everyone. Normally, whenever you have a film that's self-reflexive, only people who have been to film school and things like that will be like, oh, I love all of this and I get it and it's so great. This film is so accessible to the plight of filmmakers that anybody can get it. It is wonderful. Like, it, it is absolutely a, a, a godsend. This film is about a, a group of friends who grow up and they're making films and... I guess without, like, it's not really spoiler. One of the friends, like, it's a group of brothers. It's three brothers. One of the brothers dies, and we'll talk about that soon. And the other brothers are kind of like, well, we're going to carry on his legacy. We're going to keep making films. We're going to go to film school. And it's about this, this, this middle child brother who he's trying to make it big. He's the protagonist. He's the main character. And he is kind of letting that take priority in his life, whereas all of the relationships around him kind of wither and mm. almost die. Some might say he's being a little... Shellfish! Ah. <laughs> and there's a big theme of crustaceans in this uh, film, so that's, that's right. why the that's shellfish right. is pertinent and, then, and up front and center. Who brought us this film? Because, Dan, you're like, hey, we got uh, oh, shellfish. a donation. Um, shellfish, do you have the IMDb up? Here we go. Hunter Hopewell is the writer and director of this film, and he's the lead, I believe. Yes, he, he wrote, directed, and starred in this, which, dude, the level of expertise of this film for being somebody who wrote, directed, and starred in it, like, wearing all those hats and doing fucking fantastic at all of them, mm -hmm. oh, chef's kiss. Remember, guys, if you're a filmmaker and you don't want to be on that six-month waiting list, you can donate $5 and we get to your film faster. Anyway, and I know I, I say this all the time, but like we we may need to fix this, uh, the payment strategy on yeah. this list, because it's, we, we were constantly having people at least once a week. Someone is doing this. Yeah. 
So now we're not getting to the other list at all. And then I, I feel bad. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll, we'll see what's up. If this keeps happening, uh, we, we may have to change the rules on this or uh, increase pamants um, because we're greedy. <laughs> Only because and we're that. shellfish. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so jokes, Dan, you know, we've learned a lot. We've learned who sent us this film. We've learned who made the film. Let's do questions. <laughs> I don't know Jared, where I'm going with this. Jared, Jared, Jared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the next part of the show. That's like how it works. I already said that I think this was super relatable. Did, did you relate to any or all of the characters? Like, tell me your experience understanding these people. Being a human who did not attend film school, uh, I mean, I didn't get a lot of that relatability that you're saying. I mean, I thought it was charming. I thought a lot of the, some of the characters Well, that's were what really I mean. Cool. Like, it's super charming. It's a very charming film. I mean, just on a relationship level, I can see, because I get that way a lot, where I get very hyper-focused on what I'm doing and mm -hmm. don't kind of reach out to people or I'll let other relationships kind of just wither on the vine, so to speak. And it's not because I don't like those people or whatever. It's just because I'm fucking... You know, you're in you're in your own head. You're doing your own shit. Yeah. You know, going to work every day. I don't know. Dan, how did you feel about the music in this film? The the music in this film is amazing. They use so many like independent rock artists um for their soundtrack and whenever it's just like there's there's a lot of good soundtrack in it, but there's also a lot of good score in it. So it's like I I, I don't know. I was just in love with every I was in love with every minute of this film. Like I did not, <laughs> I did not check my phone once. I didn't even take notes. I'm like, this film is so good. I was, I was so surprised. So surprised, man. Uh, I think one of the standout artists, uh, I got a little music bug in my head was from Austin Weber mm -hmm. who did using the internet for French. I know it was in the closing credits. I don't mm -hmm. know if it was played at any other point, but, Holy crap, I was just listening to that song, and that's when I found out there were, like, outtakes at the end, because I was just listening to the song, and the credits were rolling by, I was like, oh, cool, there's, like, little outtakes. But yeah, Austin Weber, holy shit, I've been, like, going through and listening to his music, I really like it a lot. How did you like the intro to this film? I liked it, but I was a little worried, because I was like, oh no, because I didn't know anything about this film, and I was like, oh, please don't tell me this is what the film is. Oh, come on, I, I was enjoying that. <laughs> But, but okay, so after you're like, please don't tell me this is what the film is, that one that one part of the intro where you're like, did that just happen? How did you feel I about mean, that? When they did the stop motion, that was sick. Well, no, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the stop motion is awesome in this film, but I'm talking about the thing that separates the intro from the rest of the film. They're they're filming on the road. The guy's in a gorilla suit. Oh, yes. Did that make your jaw drop? Because holy okay. shit. The beginning of this film and I mean, the whole film is very zany and very zany. it can get a little manic and, yes. and quick paced, right? That's something I got used to. It kind of reminded me of like an Amelie type of vibe. Mm -hmm. Just the film was fucking relentless. And the goofiness of that beginning and then having that scene, because it's like leading up to that, there's like goofy sound effects. Everything's goofy, goofy, goofy. And then you watch someone get killed by a car. Yeah. And it's fast. It's immediate. And then it just cuts to the main character just staring off into the distance, absorbing all of that. I, I it was I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Dude, I my jaw, 
I could not close my mouth for like 10 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, the movie kept going. I'm like, wait, are we, are we just going to ignore what just yeah, happened? And then the movie just kept going. And then it was still like silly and zany. And it's like him and his brother and the dad. But then and... it comes back later on and it's an interesting plot point. But like, just, it feels weird just having it like, just as a bookend really quick. And yes. Like, oh. I feel like on its own, it's, I didn't enjoy it. But as the film went on, it fit with what was going on with the main character, which is what made me enjoy it. A huge hit of tragedy. And he's like, I'm just going to keep going and pretend like that didn't happen. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep powering through making the film. So there's a weird, I even think there's like a weird meta thing with Mm -hmm. that. The film is mirroring how the main character is feeling going through this. And everyone's just ignoring how they feel. And they're like, Oh, just keep fucking going. Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Uh, So yeah, I think it eventually it does work. It was very jarring, is what I'll say. Yes, the very beginning. Very I was like, jarring. Jesus Christ. I mean, I think we could probably both agree that the camera work in this is spectacular. Fantastic, yes. It's so Okay, so good. like you have you have really great frames, really great mobile framing, but then you also have bouts of cool stop motion animation. You have bouts of regular animation. Like this film is 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 very, very kinetic. Mm-hmm. Very um uh what's the word? frenetic frenetic like like there's a lot going on on the screen yeah it's hyperactive every transition to a new scene is like a different way to transition to that scene i love stop motion a lot yeah, there's a too. lot of that in this film and too, it's yeah. all really really good and then they even show them making the stop motion at one point like in montages you can yeah, see them making yeah. it. it's like oh this is great and that filming technique is mirrored with the main character who has an issue with filming with others because mm-hmm. I, it's either like a, a fear of failure or just other people who think it might be too difficult to work with. And it's that selfishness kind of a thing where it's like, well, if I just do the stop motion, if I do everything myself, I won't have to worry about anyone else screwing up the production. Speaking of working with others. Okay. What's his name? Kruko? Kruko. You mean the best character in the entire yeah, film? That one. my spirit animal kruko guys we're going to we're going to spoil this movie now if you would like to watch it um where is it have you you um i think it is on amazon let me make sure yep so you can rent or buy it on amazon buy it 15 15 reviewers give it an 8.8.0 out of 10 i i'm Mm -hmm. in agreement. i think this is a very strong very strong movie Kruko, dude. Fucking Kruko. Guys, there is a Kruko. There is a Kruko in every film school. I met I met my own Kruko while I was in film school. And if you never met a Kruko while you were in film school, you were Kruko. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> so Perry Bruno plays Kruko, which rhymes and is fun. Um spectacular. It's he's the best thing in the film. He steals every scene. Can you describe what the Kruko is and how it interacts with humans. <laughs> Kruko is this like he's he smokes on a vape all the time, but you like he, yeah. he's he's probably yeah. high all the time. And yeah. he he's kind of disheveled. He wears a Hawaiian shirt and he's like almost trashy looking, but he puts himself together enough to like hit on ladies and he does really forwardly and it's like, oh gross, dude. And whenever he's working with you. He is out in Nana land and he's doing his own thing. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll do this. But then he gets easily distracted and it just never works properly. And he has his own philosophy 
and he, he his own way of looking at the world and he wants you to be enlightened by him and just like he is he's an overbearing individual and basically Keller is the name of the the character in this film the yeah. protagonist he doesn't want to work with he doesn't want to be a grip and well so so let, let's just say this he he keeps trying to get um contests he keeps trying to win contests so he can make money being a filmmaker and send his brother off mm-hmm. to film school and his parents are like you need to get a real job stop doing contests you're wasting your time and to be fair he's like in co- like he's in the the later years of his college life and he's still in college and just kind of taking it a day at a time anyway in class they're like, you can have a grant if you make a film and it wins. Because our film school, there, there's an alumni who's really rich and he wants to give a grant to somebody who wins. Well, I think it's the guy who did the Porcupine movie at the beginning, right? Oh my God, yes. Because there's like a really fun interview with that guy, almost like uh, inside the actor's studio. He's like, well, that was wonderful. And he's like talking to him like it's a really profound piece. Yeah. And it's like this schlocky horror film. It's really Well, see, dumb. that schlocky horror film, like at first I'm like, is this Tetsuo the Iron Man? Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bizarre looking. Anyway. I like when they cut to an actual like porcupine possum. Oh, thing yeah. Too, in one of the cuts. That was really good. I don't know what the fuck that thing was. Anyway. He's in class and he's tasked with this and he, he's like, can I be in your group? And he's like, yeah, we need a grip. And he's like, or uh, no, he, we need a boom guy. He's like, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a boom guy. And then he goes yeah. to another group. He's like, hey, you guys. And they're like, no, leave us alone. And then he turns and then you have Kruko in the corner. Mm-hmm. And Kruko walks up to him like he's never met him before in his life. And Kruko's <laughs> like, hey, man, what's your name? And he's like, I'm Keller. You've been in my class this whole time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sweet. It's like, oh my god. Well, when I'm Kruko, <laughs> when he gets hired to do the shoot with them, and he shows up, he's like, hey, Keller. Like he's surprised to see him, and he goes, oh, is this your son? He's like, no, this is my brother. Like, there's so many times. Oh my god, it's he's amazing. It's hard to describe this character without just experiencing it. You know who my second favorite character, like I, I, I all the characters mm. are wonderful, but like in terms of like, just that, that extra flair of just like, we didn't need this flair, but we're going to put it in there anyway. Mm-hmm. She's a, the bit part, the sister, the one who Kruko pairs up with. Oh yeah. She's really like, funny. I love her. I love her bitchy attitude so much because she does <laughs> it so well. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, her intro is her bursting into the room because someone asks, like, we got to find an actor. And she comes into the room yes. with smoke everywhere that billows. Yes. She delivers a monologue, just the hammiest she could possibly do it. And everyone's like, oh, that was beautiful. It was fantastic. And then she like, she's like, whatever. And then like the way she, the way she, her body language, it's like, oh, you played that part to a T. Pretty fucking great. But again, everybody in this film, fantastic. Yeah, I think everyone did a really great job. Bailey's a very strong character. I love ba- I love Bailey's character arc the entire time. Jared, you start talking. I feel like I'm like going all over the place. So the characters we have Keller, who's the main boy. He's got long hair and he has long red uh, hair. He looks selfish, like me. I was gonna say, I was gonna say a heart of gold, but he's actually uh, you know really self centered, and that's kind of like the whole point of the film. And then you have the brother Bailey, who just after the accident basically stopped talking. Yes. Do you know how long, how much time had gone by? Seven years, I think is what. Seven fucking years this kid didn't talk? Bailey said it's been seven years or something. I'm pretty sure that was the time frame. 
That's wow. I mean, I don't know. I guess a traumatic event. I mean, it could, could, do it could that. be less than it, it. It might be less than because he didn't look. It didn't look like that much time because Bailey, I think, is still in high school. Hmm. So maybe maybe it's less than seven years. I don't. Know. I don't know. But it it's uh, so that his his whole thing is like Bailey doesn't talk, and at first I was like I was annoyed because he doesn't really get to be a character. He's just kind of the guy holding the camera. But I think that's the point. Yeah, that is the point. Because yeah. Keller is, it's the Keller show, right? Yeah. And he even says that on the camera, right? That he, he used, they, they like name the cameras after themselves. And after his older brother, uh, what's his name? Kane. Kane. Citizen Kane. After his older brother Kane uh, passes away in a gorilla suit getting hit by a car. He just gets that hallway vision of like, okay, I'm just going to make these films. I'm going to just blah, blah, blah. Even though he says he's doing it for his younger brother, you know, it's still mainly for himself. And his brother, Bailey, literally becomes a background character with no personality and doesn't even fucking talk. So I thought that was so cool. Meta. Later on, he does get super fucking mad uh, and, and finally start talking again. I did think it was a little bitchy that he was like, oh, I should have been up there. Making out with her. You know, yeah. And I'm like, ah, all right. I liked it. It speaks to his frustration to a point where he doesn't know how to channel it correctly because he sure. hasn't been he, he hasn't been talking this entire time. He's uh-huh. he's so flustered with his brother that like, And I I get that, but it's not like his brother was ignoring his request to be an actor because he never told him like Bailey never communicated this to Keller that he wanted to be in the film. That's a good point. But Bailey's whole argument was not, you don't talk to me. It's you're not talking to me about the death. Yes. Yeah. Keller just completely ignored it. And he just, yeah, that was the bigger underlying issue. And the other thing was more of like a petty thing that was just on the surface. Yep. Absolutely. That's true. Come on, you haven't been mad and yelled something superficial out? Yeah, that whole scene with them on the beach, and they're trying to film with uh, Kruko and uh, the younger sister. So good. And them just being so (laughs) difficult. Dude, like, it reminded me, like, this whole film. He's like, Kruko, we're going to get a shot soon. He's like, oh, yeah. And it just, like, it, it made me feel nostalgic in that way, but then it also made me laugh because... It's so true. And like th- th- that whole scene where he's just yelling at Kruko, it's like, hey man, come on. Hey, like I've been on so many film sets where it's like, that is this, the norm where it's like, not everybody is with the vision, the collected vision, mm-hmm. and it's completely disorganized and you don't get anything done. And you're like, I want to change groups next time I go to class. Well, there's just, there's just so much that goes into making a film. And it really is such a team effort yeah it's a it's a process it's a huge team effort it's a pain in the ass a lot of the time And any one of the elements if they go wrong the whole film just can crumble it just goes to fucking shit especially sound which i mean man excellent sound in this but okay some nitpicky things again with like the the beginning of this film felt a little rushed and and like just a little manic and a little too quick for me the scene with like the dad and his fixing arcade machines and the sound effects. When you know when they're in the kitchen, yeah. it was way too much for me. I'm like, I, I can't that. even breathe right now. I with love all this that. nonsense happening. So yeah, the dad is a a he's a mechanic. He's a pinball mechanic. 
So he just fixes pinball machines. And anytime he wants to get his sons, like give his sons a lesson, he takes them to the pinball arcade and makes them play a pinball machine. It's like his church. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was a, that was an interesting scene because the dad is like giving them advice and Keller is like, well, I don't even want to play pinball. What are we even doing? He's like, well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your brother, Bailey. So I like how the film really does address that. Like in a film, the main character, everything does revolve around the main character. Yeah, yeah. They are the most important thing. But the script in this film goes out of its way to point out that that's not how the world works. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not well, like, how the, things are. The best, I, I think the best relationship in this film is the the, the main relationship between Keller and um, Harper. Mm-hmm. So Harper is going away. The love interest. Yeah, the love interest. Harper is going away to grad school. She wants Keller to help her, like, make a video that showcases all her artwork. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of putting that aside so he can make this film and make money. Yeah, while using her to make props for his film. She she has to create the fish and she has to create everything. And it's like, and she just goes along with it, but she like expects something in return because it's the nice thing to do. So she's not in she's not in the wrong trying to expect something back. Just Keller's super shellfish. And um <laughs> I mean, this is the whole crux of the film that we haven't really talked about yet. It's the idea that like he is putting so much effort into his own dream that he is letting this really strong relationship that it was founded in cinema, like amateur filmmaking. He fell in love with this girl because of her connection to film with him. And he's letting that go because he's pursuing his dreams and he's failing constantly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's failing. Everybody. He's failing his brother, his parents, Harper, I mean, it's just his whole fucking everything right down the pooper hole to make like menagerie. A menagerie. Dan, was there a scene you'd like to talk about? Um, before we wrap things up, there's there's just so many. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, so a couple scenes that I like. The scene where he runs away from his mom, where like the mom's like. Are you are you really doing this right now? Are you really still script writing? Are you really trying this? And then he's like, No, I'm not. And she's like, You have equipment in the trunk? And then he's like, No. <laughs> and then like she's like, Open the trunk, open the trunk. And he just drives off because yeah, Kruko and Bailey in the car. Mm-hmm. And then Kruko's like, Okay, for one, whenever the lady comes, his mom comes up, she's like, What are you doing? And then Kruko leans in and like hits on her and like, dude, yes, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it was that's pretty amazing. But then when they drive off, he's like, "Who was that lady?" <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, really, really good. Just it, Kruko is he is a gem, mm. <laughs> a shining gem, mm. and all the shining gems. The film tackles a little bit about like stress and anxiety and how that stuff can really get to you. Oh yeah, like the the arc of the animation, how he feels like he has yes. coral in his throat. Yeah. And how that keeps building and building and he has like bad dreams about it, you know, and it's getting to him and getting to him. And when he's out filming on the beach and nothing's going right, he just kind of like fucking has a panic attack. I don't know if he jumps on purpose or he just falls, but he basically falls off this rocky edge and and, uh, ends up in the hospital. And he tells the doctor like, hey, can you like check to see if there's something in my throat? Because he thinks coral's growing in his throat. And he goes, uh, it's just anxiety. You just have anxiety. And I've a hundred percent been yep. there. Yep. I I went to the doctor and be like, there's something wrong with me. I'm like, you just have anxiety. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? 
uh, yeah, and uh, it affects a lot of people. So that was that was interesting, um, the way they tackled it. That's it. My closing thoughts. I really like this movie. Basically, all of my criticisms were pretty nitpicky and superficial. I don't have any because criticisms, this film really. is very strong, and I I really enjoyed it. This film hits you with hit me with your best shot. This film hits you with no, insanity, no. like so so quickly into the film, like very very soon in the film, you just like whoa that happened, and then it's a comedy on top of it. What is going on? And like it's just. The narrative is well paced. The narrative is well written. Like there's just there's a lot there's a lot to like. It is worth your time to buy and watch this movie. Yeah, we barely scratched the surface yeah. of like all the insane shit that happens in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> so many crazy fucking things. Um, it is a visual feast for the eyes. Shout out to uh, the um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is. His his professor, his film professor, is another one of my favorite characters. Like, all these auxiliary mm. characters I just love. But anytime that he's late to class, the professor makes him dance to a stupid song. Oh my god, that was really good. <laughs> I love that. He's uh, like, no, come on, professor. He's like, if you don't want to dance, don't be late. <laughs> makes him dance. That was, I don't know why I love that so much. That was really funny. Uh, guys, you can find us on Twitter. At any film pod, you can find us on Instagram at any film review pod. You can email us at the any film review at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. If you would like to send us some money, one dollar, three dollar tier for normals, and then five dollar tier for filmmakers. If you would like to get your film on a shorter list than uh, six months, um, you give us five dollars and then you can kill the subscription. Don't just a one-time donation. That's all we need. Or you can find us on paypal.me slash indie film review, one-time $5 donation, and your film will be put onto a shorter list. Hell yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you shellfish and team for sending us your film, for making a film, uh, for, you know, putting all that fucking hard work out there to, to make something and, you know, shit. It's tough. It's it's hard out there for a pimp. And uh, I appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, again for listening. Uh, Go check out the Necropodicon.com if you want to hear some more pretty cool podcasts like ours. And uh, Dan, you have the final word. So there's this crab, right? And this crab has a knife. Okay. Crab battle. Crab battle. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.